you live long enough, you do this long enough, you'll see just about anything. And yes, the Lee County GOP Lincoln-Reagan dinner wrapped up about an hour ago. And the former president talked for about an hour before making a rather brisk escape. But before he went to the airport, he did make this stop in downtown Fort Myers. And this was his visit to downtown House of Pizza. Stunning a packed restaurant and crowd, a street really full of workers and customers in the middle of a busy Friday night shift where people are there just getting their slices and some whole pizzas. The former president stopped and shook hands, even ate a slice in front of people with hands out, phones out after about 10 minutes of this. Because even hours before his speech, his campaign team put out a scathing assessment of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his four plus years in office in Tallahassee. And the former president criticizing DeSantis on so much economically especially talking about the impact of inflation, affordable housing issues, cost of living in Florida, as well as other issues that weren't even related to economics, really questioning just his impact on the state. Hello and welcome back to Why Are We Like This, the only true crime podcast that treats Florida like the active crime scene it is. I'm your host, David Quinones, and I'm joined by my co-host as well, Tomas Kennedy. Tomas, what's up, man? I'm just uh, excited to be here with a fellow poster, a fellow traveler, Ryan Ray, from the other end of, uh, of the Sunshine State. You can't keep a good poster down. And we will get to Ryan in one moment, but before we do, let's not forget our other co-host, Gerald Doherty. Gerald, what's up, man? I'll tell you what's up. Uh, Nick's up. In five, uh, heat going down. We're going to flood downtown with the tears of Brickle residents. I'm sorry to break the news early, but you do come here to learn. So your, your, official, your official pick is Nick's in five. Nixon five. Nixon five. I like that. Uh, people who are familiar with me know that I have some complicated allegiances. I uh, have a lot of friends at the Miami Heat, but you know what? You you are what you were born with, and I was born in the shadow of Madison Square Garden. So you know that's. Oh, you you're a Knicks fan too. Okay, so I actually hate the Heat. We might actually lose, lose some followers. Yeah. Some, some so Brilliant I, marketing by us. I, I fucking hate the Heat from from the the you know the the days of you know of LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. Yeah. I just felt like so many people were like bandwagoning on that shit. It was a lot of dick writing in those days. Yeah, yeah so much. I, I just find it fucking distasteful, and I've never been able to shake it. So I'm 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 not with the Heat, man. So I had mentioned a moment ago that uh, this is our first recording ever since the great realignment on Twitter uh, and that I was um, kind of the uh, Robert Pattinson of our group in good times with Jerry and Thomas playing the part of the buddy duress character asking me if I thought my blue check mark makes me better than them. And I would always respond. I am better than you. Um, so <laughs> now we are all on equal ground. <laughs> officially have you guys noticed anything like on on on, on the site it, it, like i mean it, it seems as miserable as they ever were it's yeah. exactly the same to me <laughs> i will say this i i think honestly with the elon i hate elon musk obviously i i have never i've not like been able to tell any difference on the yeah. twitter.com machine but i will say with the elimination of the blue checks and the twitter blue it is kind of funny that like I don't know like Kali zero eight nine seven four will be like the like the, the you know the the first reply the first shit that you see know, and King you know what I mean so, and then you hover over it and it's like they have like nineteen followers and they they created yeah. the account yesterday or something yeah, it, it's some like it's either a bot or some like Twitter blue boomer complaining about their like you know nieces like gender studies classes or like some bot like 
calling you broke for not giving Elon Musk eight bucks. But aside from that, it's the same fucking app. Honestly, it's it's the same shit. So it's been a little while since we've since we've um, had an episode, and they say that there are some decades where nothing happens, and then there are some days where decades happen. And the last few weeks have been filled with those kind of days, I think. And there's a lot to talk about. Uh, but first, I want to get to our guest and introduce him. It's somebody who listeners of the show already know. We are joined for the second time, um, two-time uh, award winner, a friend of the show, Ryan Ray, who is an aide to Tallahassee Commissioner Jeremy Matlow, and who's going to have a conversation with us today, catching up on, on all that news and some of the notes from the week that was. Ryan has made the classic life mistake of becoming a podcaster. He's launching his own show, which we urge all of you to follow. It's called Tropical Depression. You can find it at tropicaldepressionfl.com and on Twitter uh, at, at TD underscore FLA. Ryan, can you give us, before we jump into everything, like just a, a little quick sneak pre- uh, preview of what people can expect on Tropical Depression? Yeah, you're, you're too kind uh, to mention that. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've, I've gotten into uh, advanced posting, posting 200, uh, podcasting, and uh, it's been great. My first uh, my first uh, episode, ha- I've honestly been overwhelmed by positive um, uh, feedback from. I talked to Nate Monroe from the Florida Times Union about the ongoing uh, Jacksonville municipal elections, and um, it's just kind of helping, uh, like with you are, uh, with like with y'all, building a discourse about uh, Florida's government and politics that actually makes sense and is connected with uh, the the experience of of real people, uh, unlike some of the. Uh, some of the uh, pay-for-play spin and uh, declining local uh, media that we that we've been getting otherwise. So super excited about it, and um, I hope that uh, some some of your listeners will help uh, consider consider uh, checking it out. Cool, yeah, check it out, guys. Well, you know, I was going to ask you because I know it's it's a pain in the ass when you're like, and just going back to the Twitter thing for a moment, it's a pain in the ass when you're trying to launch a show because like, where do you get the listeners? You know, how do you get the word out? And there's like an instinct to do paid campaigns have you ever have any of you guys ever like monitored or been in charge of like a paid social media campaign for one thing or another where like you had to run promoted tweets i mean like maybe for the commissioner or something like that or or or, you know for programming at your day job gerald like have you guys ever done that any of you i I worked on a campaign but not for anything paid okay you know i always had to try to grow organically yeah the hard way the old-fashioned way so the reason i bring it up (laughs) is because i just wanted to like um, lost among the Twitter blue fiasco was that I saw that of the few corporate um, entities remaining still as advertisers, paying advertisers on Twitter, one is Samsung Mobile. And <laughs> Samsung, huge company, right? Uh, the, 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 love their stuff. Love their stuff. Good, great, great work. <laughs> um, the post is from April 2014, and it's a promoted one that, I mean, it's Samsung, so they put a lot of money behind it. There's no dark side of the moon with the Sam- with the Galaxy S23 Ultra. Capture your night skies and share with us, replying to this thread with hashtag share the epic. This is for their new phone. Elon Musk's Twitter added a fucking community note to this fucking ad, to this ad, to this paid ad on their platform. Uh, readers added context. Samsung phones digitally fake images taken of the moon to make them appear sharp. <laughs> so, like, I just thought that that was hilarious. Companies being run great when you're just shitting on your advertisers, like in the actual ad itself. That's kind of based. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's hall monitor shit. 
it's just like, oh, actually, I, you know, that ad of Serena Williams on the moon, she's not actually on the moon. That's a green screen. Like, this, like, it's insane. <laughs> When when Alex Jones says read the documents, he means the the community notes on the Samsung app. <laughs> so back into our wheelhouse. I just thought that was funny. I wanted to bring that up really quickly. I I, I, I love the idea of like trying to make this twenty billion dollar company buying it for forty four billion dollars and then like just cratering its value and then the few remaining people that are actually paying to be on it just fucking them over whatever this this isn't fucking tech talk but uh what i just thought it was hilarious guys the governors are in japan start posting your pudding because well i guess he's back now but like we one of the one of the main um story angles that or stories that came out um obviously was this um i don't know if it was unscheduled or if it was sort of spur of the moment but ron DeSantis um going east young man and uh visiting japan visiting south korea not north korea as politico erroneously reported that he was going to be brave that would be incredible <laughs> can you guys imagine a sitting florida governor visiting yeah. north korea finish the summit deep, get the summit finished get the summit deep, deep state wrong <laughs> <laughs> but um i wanted to i wanted to get you guys' thoughts um first of all as we talk about potentially our our, our next president um on this special um uh this this kind of like special treatment package of legislation that he's getting one that is um making it where he no longer has to divulge travel records and the other one where he uh won't have to like any other Flor- Flor- uh, florida politician running for higher office give up his seat or uh, you know vacate his seat in order to run for higher office which he hasn't even declared for which he's you know very loudly let us know that he hasn't declared i haven't even declared um so i don't know well, what- i'm not a candidate yet now am i <laughs> What did he get you guys' thought, Ryan? Um, you know, uh, beauty before age. What do you what What do you think of uh, of of the goings on and the special treatment that our that our little tiny boy is getting? Well, um, it, it's in keeping with the pattern of the legislators, the Florida's lawmakers, just bending over backwards to facilitate whatever the governor wants, including them letting him draw their own districts. Um, but it, it, it's 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 pretty remarkable. Um, you know, I, a lot of people thought that this would be uh, a real uh, test of wills between the governor and the legislator. A lot of a lot of people thought that he, they were keeping this in their back pocket. They're designed to run issue as as uh, leverage for other things in the budget or elsewise. But obviously, as you can see, there's a uh, very little um, very little that uh, that that a Florida lawmaker can can do uh, of his own volition, apparently. T, do you think he's running? He's gonna. Do you think he's gonna declare soon? Like, would you have any? Do you have any inside info that you that you feel comfortable sharing here or no? Yeah. So I mean, so I did a NBC interview today, and the reporter opened up by saying that I confirmed with four sources today that you know Ron DeSantis is announcing for president next week. So you you heard it here. That's right. On why are we like this tropical depression scoop? Yeah. We're scooping NBC. We're scooping NBC. Six thirty. By the time this this episode's ready, they'll they'll scoop us. The lamestream uh, media. But yeah, six thirty. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure it's already on Twitter, right? But yeah. So apparently, he's announcing next week. And why wouldn't he? I mean, look, the guy's boxed in. If he announces, he's absolutely going to get cucked by Trump. But if he doesn't announce, he looks even more cucked because he looks, you know, like an absolute coward. Yeah. So. 
the, the, he's got to go through with it now because it, it'll just be so deflating if he doesn't run. Do you want to die quickly or slowly? That's his, <laughs> that's his choice. I well, think he's choosing bravery once but, again. But the thing is, and we all, we all know this, but you know, you're Ryan, you, you, you worked in politics. The thing is that like Tiny D has like a bunch of, you know, consultants and sycophants and, you know, leeches around him who are like gassing him up and telling him he's the greatest thing ever and painting all these scenarios that, you know, quite frankly, could, unlikely, but could happen with him winning the Republican primary nomination. So he does have a, a cast, you know, of palace sycophants who are telling him, run, run, run. And you know why they do it? Not necessarily because they have his best interest at heart, but because like all political candidates, there are a bunch of parasites right. who are dependent on the candidate to run so they can make money off of him, you know, as as consultants in his campaign. Yeah, Governor DeSantis has become a cottage industry in a a special interest feeding frenzy. Um, You know, I know that there are a lot of people um, that have relocated from around the country to Tallahassee to take state jobs or to be among the sort of Adam Street apparatus because you have something that you don't have very often, a kind of once in a generation thing, which is a Southern governor who is running for president that actually has some bit of a chance. So in a way, I think with, with regard to this stuff, he's kind of a cog in his own machine at this point. I don't think he has any choice. Yeah, it's it, it's funny. Like, Jared, what goes into these thought, like th- these, I always, I'm always fascinated of, about like why you choose when you choose to announce that you're going, apart from like the, practical filing deadline type situations and stuff like that. Uh, And it feels like so anticlimactic when somebody pulls a move like this, where they wait, I think a little bit too long to officially put their hat into the ring. The time to announce would have been after the midterms, because that was when Trump's, um, you know, his star had faded very, very, you know, a lot of people were very upset that, and also it wasn't Trump. Trump didn't tell anyone to just like light yourself on fire about Elliot Page's bottom surgery as like a national strategy. Like that was completely like that was their thing. Like that was a completely like a, a mistake of their own making. But when like Mastriano and like Blake Masters and like all these candidates like eating sh- Herschel Walker eating shit in a very winnable election, um, you needed someone to blame. And it's like, well, he's still the titular head of the party, so it must be his fault. The time to make an opportunistic move um, would have been immediately after the midterms. And I think that DeSantis is proving himself to be not just not Trump minus Trump. He's not even a poor man's Trump because he's not even good at being opportunistic because he would have read the room as to when the opportunity, when the iron is hot and then struck. Whereas now the iron is, is freezing cold. Once the indictment came down, that was it. It's over for DeSantis. The primary base thinks that Trump is, like they said, the last thing standing between them and you or whatever. It's over. Like It's, it's because he has a bunch of hyper online dorks, yeah. like, you know, who are advising him, who are like, you know, they were, they were doing like nerd shit. They were like, yeah. wait, wait until after the legislative session so you can tell people that you like your accomplishments from going to the bathroom. And no one gives a fuck about that. You know, right. like Trump right. is just going to cook him and like call him like a loser and like yeah. pudding boy or whatever. Did, did did any of you guys see? Did any of you guys see the um the the Ipsos poll that just came out yesterday that that um ran, uh I think it was like eight nine hundred likely registered voters nationally or um registered voters and likely voters or whatever nationally, and uh, it put Trump as an independent running 
in a general against Biden and DeSantis. And I think it break. I'm, I'm, you guys might have to keep me honest. I might have to put this in the notes, but I believe it was 46 Biden, uh, 21 Ron and 24 um, Trump. And then like 5% undecided. Like, I believe it. Right. Just the idea that that's, I mean, like whatever the numbers are the numbers, but the idea that that's like, that's discourse. That's like, oh, this is a thing that might happen. Like, and that we should run a fucking poll about the like, like this thing that by dint of running the poll, it's like you're speaking it into existence. Like, it's like almost like, oh yeah, this is likely this could happen. It won't happen because right. Ron DeSantis is a loser. Like, he remi- I was talking about this with Ryan in Tallahassee. He reminds me of Scott Walker. Like, he is Scott Walker. Like, and there's even like a food analogy, right? Like, remember when like Scott Walker went out and was like, I eat like a, a, a simple ham sandwich. Oh, God. Two was- pieces of of white bread and, and, and a slice of ham and cheese He's a ham every guy. day for, for, for lunch for the last 28 years. And people were like, you're a freak. Like, you're a weirdo. Like, you're the governor of a state and you've been eating the same fucking sandwich for 30 years. That's it's very off putting. People. people don't like that. And now you have this guy who's been like a freak eating like the pudding thing. And, you know, I was kind of afraid that like the pudding thing was kind of going to become like the Kofefe thing. You know what I mean? Like, just like cringe. Yeah. It's been so good. And as much as I hate Trump, he just has a way of making things. He cuts through it that are so funny and it's just like not going away and again it's alienating it's weird and it's just not likable yeah meanwhile meanwhile teflon don uh just eating his taco salad way up in the tower loving and continuing, it continuing to stack w's for real, though. <laughs> what do you, what, what, how do you guys, as we see these like fissures happening with on the right, like there's, I think there's pretty clearly a type of Ron guy, and then there's like a type of MAGA guy, which we have all known. I, like, how, how do you guys, how are you guys seeing these sort of lines being drawn? Like, what's the difference between the profile of these, these, these people, Ryan? Well, I, this is provisional. I'm just kind of thinking it out as, as we speak, but I kind of feel like maybe, you know, Trump is like Bernie and DeSantis is like Elizabeth Warren. You know, it's like if there's like this narrow kind of overly specialized, like if like uh, people who drive a Prius and went to graduate school, you know, those people are kind of overrepresented in the discourse. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the fan base that you get with DeSantis um, but, uh, and so you see columnists, you see white paper freaks, you see heritage foundation apparatus boys, people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but notably absent in that coalition is just normal people. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and I don't think, um, that people that go to the Iowa fair or people that are voting in South Carolina have any, uh, appetite for, for what DeSantis has on offer. Um, and I think it's, it's kind of like Tomas said at the end of the day, you know, the dynamic is uh, Trump is alpha and, uh, and, and DeSantis is beta. Is, is beta. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in this universe, with the laws of gravity that are in Republican primaries, there's simply no room. There's no way around them. Yeah. And, and I will say this in terms of like party apparatchiks, the way I'm seeing it, not, not like the dynamic that it's like more of just like the general electorate, again, just party apparatchiks, elected officials, party officers. Like the people who are with DeSantis 
are the weirdo freaks, like dorks, losers, like people like Thomas Massey, you know what I mean? Who are yeah. just like this weirdo I ideologues that like, yeah, like you do good in your like little Southern state, but like to the rest of the country, you're like a freak. But like for Trump, I feel like it's more of just like the grifter and like the hustler types yeah. that are just, you know, trying to be like, all right, like who do I latch onto for power? Like, how do I make my money? How do I get an appointment? You know, like the Carlos Jimenez's. The Perfect Rick's example. Dad, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And because he is the alpha and the center of gravity is around him, and there are a lot more fucking grifters who are opportunists, they're all gravitating towards Trump. If the center of gravity was towards Santis, then they would gravitate towards the Santis, but it's just not. And then again, nobody wants to go to that side of the aisle because it's with all the fucking weirdo losers like like Pudding Boy yeah, and like yeah. Thomas Massey. Like no one wants to hang out with those guys. The parties are better in MAGA world. Like the MAGA throws better parties. And Absolutely. Yeah. As long as you can avoid Matt Gates, you know, and putting something in your drink. Um, yeah. and, and if you're under, but you only have to worry about that if you're under like 19. So perfect example, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like grifter, like, you know, performative, like hustlers, you know what I mean? Like those George yeah. Santos, right? Like, but but it but they're entertainers, you know, and and are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You see, you brought up you brought up our favorite non Florida politician, um, George De, George wait, George. I was called George DeSantos. George, George Santos. Santos. They got a nod from the AFL CIO. Call them king on okay. a tweet because that's ran- why. That's why I want to bring this up. Okay, yeah. the context of what, what Tomas is talking about is that um, George uh, George Santos was signed up. Like I imagine, almost every legislator gets signed up for like dozens, if not hundreds, of like special interest newsletters and yeah. he got one from uh, what's the name of the the, the actual organization uh Tomas. national right to work association or something like right so right look you're listening to a podcast about florida and about why we are the way that we are and it's important probably to talk about you might not know what right to work is right to work is a um a just a a a, a, a code word that's been a code phrase that's been used I think for about 25 years now to push through anti-labor legislation, like just a whole raft of usually they call them right to work laws um, across, I think, like 37 states now or right to work states. It just makes it where like your boss can just bend you over and fuck you as hard as he wants. And my contention, Tomas, is he didn't understand what the fuck that thing was. He did. He saw something national right to work organization, and he thought that it was some socialist shit. And that's why he was ripping it up in in his in his video. But I don't know. I wanted to get a straw poll from you guys and see he what you like, think. This. He's he's anti work, baby. He's, he's <laughs> work the sucks. Spirit of being lazy, baby. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, all jokes aside, all all George Santos jokes aside, I. I I'm like, yeah, I'm like, why would the AFL-CIO do this? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I did not know that they did that. that you, that's that's <laughs> news to me. There is, there is such a thing as being too based, and that was it. <laughs> Jared, do you think he knew? I mean, come on. I don't – I think that he's trying to, like he, – like, he clearly is trying to, like, suss out where in Magaland he can land. Like, he, he was, like – punching at like some cnn anchor or whatever as like a way to like gain clout there is this weird like orin cast strain um that like rubio pushes um where like 
labor unions are part of a civic society. Basically, it's like we can get church attendance up if we can get union membership up because then people will rediscover like. Right, because then it's the place to be. Then it's like the union union hall becomes a place to be or whatever, you know? Right. Like, I just think he's just, this is him trying out a a new outfit to see if it fits. Like, I I really do think this is him just like, let's just see. I don't know. I'll rip up the paper and I'll, I'll, like you said, I'll plead ignorance if if I read it wrong. And I will say that, I mean, you could be right, David, but there is like a large union density in his district. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that and part I like of- to remind people it is literally where the Great Gatsby takes place <laughs> is in that district. <laughs> yeah, that's um, it's the it's it includes I believe it includes we've talked about this before on the show, but it includes my hometown Smithtown mm-hmm. and Comac and yeah, so like it is it is not uh, <laughs> it's true that that's 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 true. Maybe this is the one way in which he's actually based. <laughs> From from Ron DeSantis's uh, national and international now uh, errors, foibles, miscues, and mistakes, onto his errors and miscues and mistakes closer to home, the Disney lawsuit uh, is again so much shit has happened since the last time we talked. Um, this is from a recent AP story uh, from I believe yesterday. We're recording on Wednesday. I'm sorry, on Thursday. So this is from Wednesday. Disney sued uh, with the Tallahassee uh, right in your backyard there, um, Ryan, uh, Tallahassee Dateline. Disney sued Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Wednesday over the Republicans' takeover of its theme uh, park district, alleging that the governor waged a targeted, quote, targeted campaign of government retaliation after the company opposed a law critics call Don't Say Gay. The lawsuit was filed in Tallahassee minutes after a Disney World Oversight Board appointed by DeSantis voted to void a deal that the company authority over design that gave the company authority over design and construction decisions in its sprawling properties near Orlando. Um, Disney, the, the the quote from the case uh, on the on the part of the um, on the part of the plaintiff, Disney is uh, Disney regrets that it has come to this, but having exhausted efforts to seek a resolution, the company is left with no choice but to file this lawsuit to protect its cast members, guests, and local development partners from a relentless campaign to weaponize government power against Disney in retaliation for expressing a political viewpoint unpopular with certain state officials. I know we've been talking about this for a while. Tomas, does this like amp things up? The fact that there's now like a, 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 a um, an actual lawsuit, there's something that has been filed. I mean, it, this has mostly been a, a war of words and like legislative aggression. Um, does this change things? So, I mean, yes, but so I actually wanted to kind of uh, veer this question a little bit because this is actually more interesting than people realize. Um. You know, I spoke with several lawyers uh, that basically, you know, one planted the idea in my head and I confirmed with others. But Disney's lawsuit is actually predicated upon the First Amendment rights of Disney World as a, as a company and corporation. And if we go back and we, ex- we remember the Citizens United, uh, you know, Supreme Court decision that is basically like polluted and destroyed our political process due to the, you know, unfettered uh, influence of, of, you know, big money in, in, in elections. That's That was basically the argument, right? That, uh, you know, corporations uh, and companies had uh, a First Amendment right to basically in, involve themselves in elections, uh, both through speech and through, and through, you know, finances. 
So there is a world where if this goes all the way up to the Supreme Court uh, and Ron DeSantis actually wins, it could mean the end of Citizens United. Um, that you know, so there's just like a lot of interesting scenarios, and it's actually like, you know, just to be completely frank, not black and white right. in terms of just like a large behemoth company like Disney World um, that exploits its workers and that it, you know it donates millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to politicians, you know, and, and influence the political process. You know, like yeah, they should have some restrictions. That being said, yeah, of course, you know, what Ron DeSantis is doing is absolutely retaliation and using the state as a blunt instrument uh, to basically punish a company that sent out a very carefully worded and mild press release, say, say, press release saying that we support LGBTQ rights. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, what the company is saying is true. They, It seems like they, you know, really did. We're, we're trying to avoid this this outcome you yeah, know they, they, they didn't want this it out for for over a year they took every single recourse they did and you know eventually they were like all right fuck it we'll sue you and you know you're you're gonna have to face our team of 75 you know like yeah, harvard trained fucking ten thousand dollars an hour doberman and, lawyers you know, yeah. you know you, we can go toe-to-toe with our incompetent you know fucking like state lawyers that you know keep getting owned in federal court here in in, in, in north florida we'll see how that goes <laughs> it's it, it's it's such a complicated bank shot to like what you the way that you described that to us over our chat tomas when when you were I, and I, I realized what the legal theory behind it would be but it, it's just like this weird bedfellow situation where you're like so i'm fucking rooting for the main like economic driver of central Florida to lose to one of the worst governors ever because it might actually make the country better. It's like, it's, it's very, very, I'm not not rooting for anyone. I want them to just keep fighting. I think it's very damaging to Ron DeSantis. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm glad it's happening. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rooting for anyone here because, uh, again, you know, Disney is not a good actor. Like they exploit their workers um, they're constantly fighting their union. Their cruise lines are, you know, horrendous to, you know, like the, the islands, you know, and the countries that they operate in. They have given hundreds of millions of dollars to the Republican Party of Florida and these, you know, racist, xenophobic, you know, anti-worker Republican politicians in the state. And they're just a horrible actor. So I'm not rooting for them. Fuck them. Yeah. But I am not rooting for Ron DeSantis either because fuck him. It could be... It could be, though, to your point, it could be like a major sort of horseshoe realignment. I mean, I so. if, and, and, you know, Thomas is right, though. Like, fuck Disney. Like, I mean, we, that's just a problem that I have with a lot of liberals where they, like, become, like, like these weirdly fanatical about organizations, groups, or individuals that are enemies of their enemies. And, and the, Disney's not an enemy of Ron DeSantis because... No, of they're you donors of Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Like they're major contributors to the party. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. They they like they would like to present themselves as this like, you know a lot of those companies that like donate to like for example with the Dobbs decision, a lot of companies that were offering women like, Oh, we'll pay if you need an abortion, we'll pay to send you to a state where you can have one if you live in one right. that doesn't if you work for us. A lot of those firms donated to the same politicians <laughs> that appointed that these judges in the first place. Like, it's not like, you know, they want to, you know, they, they 
support the Republicans when it's in the interest of their pockets, and then when it comes time for PR, suddenly they're they're you know there to play the the uh, the rainbow capitalist angle. But they're just you know they're just going to do what's best for them. Disney's not your friend, to your point. <laughs> no, not at all. Just because they made Mufasa gay doesn't mean well, that you need to like you know. Mufasa was always gay. Let's let's let hang it Last year, I got kicked out of, a, of, of another Ron DeSantis press conference in Miami Dade College, um, and I, you know, I wanted to. I, I did try. I did ask the question. Of course, I got kicked out because you know it's a question that your average uh, Florida press corps member would not have would asked. never ask. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know, th- my question was, you know, the governor has, you know, uh, had signed into in, into the budget, uh, basically uh, over five hundred million dollars worth of uh, corporate tax giveaways, and within that. They basically in last year gave you know over ten million dollars. Last year, you know, twenty twenty two, they gave over ten million dollars in corporate tax giveaways to Walt Disney World. Yeah, you know, and this is while the Reedy Creek shit was happening, while the whole you know this whole war was was festering, you know, and and you know and, and happening. My question was like, so why the fuck are you giving this company tens of millions of dollars, you know, in in tax breaks now? Yeah, and it's because DeSantis knows that this is all just posturing for the you know for the primary election you know and 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 disney also knows that like they're gonna be here you know they're the gorilla in the room and they're going to outlive ron DeSantis. you know yeah. what i mean they'll be they're, here long after he's they're yeah. they're hundred either team of a hundred corporate lawyers are going to you know weather this and they will be okay they will be okay look if you if you are a if you are a um uh, a fan of Disney and I don't know if you like their intellectual property and all the fucking movies and stuff like that. Great. But I, I would urge you the next time that you're in, um, that you're in Orlando and visiting drive around, not Reedy Creek, but like Kissimmee drive around like the area between the airport and, and, and your, and, um, and the parks, you're going to see all these like little dotted, um, motels, really shabby barely livable places and guess what you know who's living in there the employees of disney a lot of the people who are work at disney and who make substandard living who that 10 million dollars all that money that they have that they throw around it it doesn't find its way to them and um the standard of living for the disney employees is dog shit and it is like an economic suck I know that it helps a lot. I know that it brings a lot of money in, but that money stays right in fucking Bob Iger's pocket. It doesn't get redistributed. It doesn't trickle down to the larger Central Florida, um, you know, economy. So, or the the Florida economy. So and to be clear, like that's our case against Disney. Yeah, like Ron DeSantis's case is that they <laughs> that is not his the, critique. They gave the thumbs up to Gay, and that's why he's going after them. And those are two different cases. There's a lot of people I think who try to muddle the two tucker carlson i'd say most famously um like to muddle the two like this was some kind of populist uh, crusade that DeSantis was going on against the powerful but it's only when the powerful say something pro-lgbt or pro yeah you know what if, if ron DeSantis wants to stand up against disney world you know what he could do he could fucking go stand with like union workers while they were like renegotiating like you know one of their contracts you know yep. which just was happening a couple of weeks ago or he could, you know, push for like combined like reporting, or you know, strip away their like tax breaks, or like have handled the whole Reedy Creek, um, you know, uh, episode in a responsible way, and, and and instead of having it have you know made it about 
the company trying to be pro LGBTQ, which by the way is a good thing. Like we like that here yeah. in this podcast. We're not against that, but he could have been like, Hey, you know, aside from all that and without that being an, 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 a, 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 you know, a factor in him doing that, he could have called a press conference and be like, Hey, you know what? Might be a little ridiculous that Disney world gets to, uh, you know, have its own town and have this much leeway and have this much authority. We are going to commission a, you know, a, a, a study to see what the impacts of getting rid of this. And we're going to start exploring, taking back, you know, uh, this responsibility for this area. But like you do that responsibly. You there's a populist way for him to do that. He could yeah. stay being Mr. Ron DeSantis populist guy and, and, and do exactly what you're saying. It's a yeah. choice to make it be about hating people and marginalizing people and wanting to like fiddle with children's um, genitalia. Like it's, 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 it's a choice to do that. Yeah, but you know, I do understand the liberal like reflex to be pro Disney and yeah. to get, don't get me wrong. Like I don't want like fascists like Ron DeSantis using the state as a blunt instrument to basically force companies and small businesses and whoever, you know, like, you know, force them to remain silent and not take, you know, positions on good things or whatever. Like, I, I don't want to live in that country either. But at the same time, you know, like, I, I, I we have to remain realistic on, on what, yeah. you know, Disney is and what they stand for and what they do to their workers and what they do to our political system and elections. When it comes to Governor DeSantis, that the, the call is coming from, from inside the corporate kingdom, no doubt. <laughs> Ryan, have you seen the in, has has all of this embroglio, like this long running feud, affected Disney's like pull and its influence in the capital? I know you don't work in the capital, but like it, in Tallahassee, I know that they're like an ever present figure up there. Um, like it's like Tallahassee, the state of Florida, brought to you by Disney, and it's like so. Have you seen um, like even more divisiveness amongst like people that you interact with? Like how, how has this been received in the, in the, in, in Tallahassee? Definitely. It's triggered a realignment of some, uh, in many ways. So I would say that there's an article of faith up here in the sort of, in the, in the insular press corps, um, sort of circles that, you know, the mouse never loses, right? Like Disney is on every side of every issue and there's no way around them. They always win. And I'd say that there's one, uh, a lot of uh, sympathy from outsiders and liberals, people who didn't think that they would love a big uh, ESPN, you know, big national uh, union busting company that has basically a company town and has, mm -hmm. you know, tens of thousands of workers that live uh, in substandard housing and that sort of thing. Um, so you've got that. Then I think you saw, um, as it looked like DeSantis was going to, Basically, everyone was really imagining a world where we're thinking about President Ron DeSantis. <laughs> um, everyone began to think, oh boy, uh, is the basis of my gravity, is, is, is the special interest, uh, Adam Street, lock solid view that Disney runs everything uh, challenge now. And I think that in the last few weeks, uh, or maybe just only the last couple of weeks, as uh, DeSantis's run for president sort of seems to be uh, slipping around his ankles, um, I think we're getting back to back down to reality of, okay, well, ultimately, like Tomas said, you know, in the, in the era of term limits, in the era of, of Tallahassee flashes in the pan, that Disney is going to be eternal and they'll always be around. Um, and I think now it's kind of devolving into a place where most people just say, uh, he was kind of flogging this really powerful company as a power move for his national ascendancy. 
And now I'd say it looks like it's kind of just becoming like a, uh, a, a petty, nasty grudge from a loser who's kind of yeah. getting his vendetta on the way out of relevance. Yeah, you, you, you nailed it. Again, going back to what we were discussing earlier, it's exactly what Ryan said. You know, before it was like a tit for tat and, you know, whatever you could you could see. He's just trying to play the populist angle. And now it's like, dude, like you look weird. Like you look like a fucking loser. Like you look obsessed. Like it just looks you look like a freak. It looks like, lame. lame. It looks oh, so lame. Take the L and move the fuck on because you look weird and again people don't like that at the end of the day you know for your average person that's not as like psychotically involved in politics as we are or the people we know like disney yeah like it's just a company that their kids you know like to watch on disney plus and they remember the fucking movies from when they're a kid you know and you know whether you're like center left or center right you might like them you might have some gripes with them but after a while you're kind of like damn that guy from florida is just fucking weird like what's wrong with that guy the the only uh, like thing that the the only like comparable that I have in my head uh, uh, this might be like a little I don't know like I don't know if you guys remember this or not but if if Twitter had been made seven years earlier I think that Donald Trump would not have gotten to the point that he uh, got to because there was in the early two thousands one of the most embarrassing it felt like he was taking a loss in this fuck in this argument he had like this long public feud with Rosie O'Donnell do you guys remember this oh of course I remember. okay yeah. but all over the post the Daily News the Post Howard Stern yeah. I would they had updates on it every day on Stern. classic yeah you know how many page five writers sent their kids to college <laughs> off that feud alone yeah. <laughs> Trump looked so weak in that i mean like he, he he got some good digs in but he looked through that whole thing i remember being like being like 23 and being like this guy sounds so fucking lame i can't believe he's doing this in public and just like letting this happen to him and it's how if if, if, if social media existed back then it would have been amplified so much i don't know if he if you ever would have recovered from how how bad that looked but it feels like this ron DeSantis thing where it's like dude why don't you stop this it's pathetic that you're doing this don't do this anymore I I would like to disagree a little bit. Um, it only makes you look bad if you lose. Yeah. Like it only you don't look bad for fighting in politics. You look bad for losing. Yeah. And I think DeSantis probably thought he could bully. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe he thought I can just bully and make an example of the largest single site employer in my state, and that'll make me look like a powerful guy. Forgetting that they command <laughs> vast amounts <laughs> of resources and to bus this point, and lawyers. human capital, like, and yeah. yeah, you have bitten off more than you can chew, and now they're going to eat you alive in court. And if even if they if they win, you look like a loser. If they lose, you it deals a blow to the concept of legal corporate personhood. You know, yeah, this okay. is a win win. And you and you knock the fucking legs out from a key tenant that a key win of the conservative movement over the last twenty years, Citizens United. Yeah, and I will say, adding to what Gerald has said. Yeah, like it's exactly what Joel said. He has to keep fighting because if he takes the L, looks cucked, looks beta, looks like a loser. Donald Trump just oh, will not will not let it go. Like he'll just completely own him over it. So he has to keep fighting. He has to keep digging himself in. It's basically the same dynamic as to why 
we predict that he will run for president yeah. because he looks deflated and super beta if, if he, he doesn't, doesn't run. So right. he can't back down now. He's in a prison of his own making. He's going to call Minnie Mouse a, a nasty woman. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this very nasty rodent. As I turn it over in my head, David, I think if that that spat between Rosie and Donald was going on in social media, it would have turned Rosie into like a like a temporary like Michael Avenatti figure, where just for opposing Trump, you become part of the resistance. It would have made Rosie, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rosie the Riveter. Yeah. Except, except Rosie would have never gone to jail, and she would have actually become president. There you go. Yeah. yeah. She- she would have actually run as a Democrat. Yeah. God damn the fucking sliding doors moments that we think of with this shit. Yeah. If only uh, Tom from MySpace had gotten working a little, like, you know, maybe just a few years earlier than he did. Um, knock on effects. I think that people sometimes think that, like, that, that things are the way that they are. It feels like Disney has been in, you know, just south of Orlando. In, like since time immemorial but it hasn't been that long it was only been about like 60 years right and so the conversation with with this whole um you know spat between the governor and, and disney has 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 been uh, one aspect of the conversation at least has been um could disney pick up stakes and leave and i know that that's very unlikely and uh, it's uh like I, 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 but stranger things have stranger happened. things have happened um the the washington football team is called the commanders today mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys know that fucking i never would have thought and it Daniel fucking Snyder happened yeah so things change DeSantis super PAC lashes out at Longshot GOP candidate over Disney pitch. The Longshot GOP candidate we're talking about is former South Carolina governor and uh, I think she, what was she UN ambassador right under Trump UN ambassador yeah. Nikki Haley who uh, gave a as um, as this Daily Beast article calls it a shameless pitch on Fox News to the Walt Disney Company suggesting a relocation to her native South Carolina after DeSantis's repeated attacks on the company. "Quote: I'll be happy to meet them," Haley said before adding, for good measure, that her state is, quote, very anti-woke. Um, and then she also got in a, a little dig where she said, uh, she, she said she's not being, uh, she, she wouldn't be sanctimonious about having them we're there. We're woke, but we're not sanctimonious. We're woke, but we're not sanctimonious. <laughs> and then meanwhile, at the same time, the state of North Carolina uh, has introduced the Freedom for uh, freedom for Mickey uh what, what is it called? Yeah, Freedom Mickey's Freedom Restoration Act, North Carolina draft legislation from a, a Democrat in um, in the state legislature who, again, wants to try to attract um, attract Disney there. Ryan, what would be your choice of a location? Like what city would you, in the in the American Southeast would you think would be a good a good Disney relocation spot? And uh, and why? Well, well you know, uh, it. <laughs> It makes me. Are, are, is Disney going to become climate refugees? Right? They're so they're so far inland. <laughs> That's such a and dark yet, thought. That's so dark. <laughs> and and yet and yet here we are. I mean, the Reedy Creek Improvement District and the entire um, the foundations of Disney in Florida is one of the most. You know, <laughs> the flow of people into Central and South Florida after World War II is up there with like you know like the partition of India in Pakistan and yeah. it's one of the greatest migrations of people ever of all time and it's like this tailor-made purpose-built local government especially for Disney 
is one of the kind of like I know it's Florida, right? So there's no actual ancient tradition; it's all invented. But as it goes, it's one of the longest standing things right. in in the state, like if that has any sort of critical mass. Um, that being said, um, I'm gonna say Atlanta. Atlanta, it's already so dense there. But I guess it would it would give a little more contour to um, a major, enormous me- American metropolitan area that uh, I'm, I'm just always you know that my Disney adult friends and the people that I see I, I just I just I say that because I just think that Disney could just use some flavor. <laughs> Gerald had another idea for the reason why Atlanta. <laughs> Tell him, Gerald. I wanted Goofy at the strip clubs. I want a Kingdom Hearts themed nightclub. I want like maximum silliness. I think of the old. Do you guys remember the the story about Takembe Mutombo? Who wants to fuck Mutombo? He, he went into Magic City in Atlanta, and he was like, "Who wants to fuck Mutombo?" And I'm just trying to think of Goofy being like, "Who wants to have a little kiss?" Of course, Mickey. She's kind of nice with <laughs> Tomas. Where are you moving Disney? Yeah, I'm going to say, like, San Francisco, just because it's just such a good place. Like, it would, it like, rain trigger, all the time. It, it would just, like, trigger, like, you know, I'm not, not trying to be, like, uh, like resistance about it, but sure. just out of just sheer, like, triggering, like, the fucking DeSantis people and, like, the fucking, like, conservative, like, chuds, like, where, like, the, like you know, what they're, what they see as the biggest, you know, dystopian hellhole in America. So yeah. move. Disney to San Francisco, and I would, I would just love like to see the Twitter discourse about it, or like the Twitter blue check marks, just losing their their minds over it. That that's definitely my best. We're in the ungoverned zone in uh, yeah. in Seattle among the heroin needles. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the autonomous the the Chaz or the Chad or whatever. Oh my God, a Disney autonomous zone. Well, no, but you, we're joking. But yeah. I, actually, that's a good question. That is a good question because like. The the question when you think about Disney relocating and all these like, you know, thirsty um, political ad- adjacent people jumping up and raising their hands is could they get a better deal or a decent deal, a, a similar deal where it's like, no, we're going to like carve out a hunk of land and you just literally operate everything there like. Uh, you know, you make the laws, you, you know, you could remember the joke that everybody the, the, that came out of like the Reedy Creek, um, the the FOIAs and the, the sunshine laws where it was like, oh, they could do their own like nu- nuclear proliferation and shit like that. Uh, and I just don't I don't imagine like a um, fucking what's his name? Uh, Kemp, Brian Kemp or something like that, even for all the jobs and everything like that, giving just Disney the full run of, you know, two million acres in, uh, you know, Macon County or something like that. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that he'd be willing to give Donald Duck diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does Disneyland in California have like a Reedy Creek situation? Where is that in Anaheim or whatever? It's in Anaheim. And um, I, uh, I don't know. I, it's it's you got to understand though the D- Disneyland is a fraction of the size. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like a fraction of the size. Of, well, I mean, when I was a little kid, what am I gonna do? I don't don't, <laughs> don't forget though that like giving corporations maximum power and maximum leniency is the bedrock of conservative economic orthodoxy. Yeah. So it's almost like they have to keep it gassed by saying, "I would love to steal Disney." like from Ron yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because that creates jobs like wait, wait, yeah like, the jobs really yeah this is good actually like the eight hundred thousand jobs that rick scott 
promised in 2010. It was like, well, we're going to do that. Mm, and totally. Honest, Florida, Georgia, like rivalry, especially when it comes to college football. I think also Brian Kemp would like to uh, get an own in on DeSantis, especially after the whole like election theft, whatever, yeah. where like Kemp was kind of a uh, persona non grata. Now that he's won re-election, I think this could help, you know, it could mm. help get some more gas in the tank for him, I would say. Yeah, but isn't this, is, like, are we missing the forest for the trees, fellas? No. Isn't this, like, isn't this... I, I spelled out what the forest was. The forest is Kingdom Hearts nightclub. Goofy in the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> What's the cover to the forest? There is no, there is no forest. There are no trees. There's just imagination there is no, there is no tree here. there is no that's tree in the champagne room that's right <laughs> uh, no but i was gonna say because this feels like what's what the story really is is um is Haley auditioning as vice president like yeah. as a vp pick right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think probably trump called her before she even ran and said like hey it turns out like Every additional non-Trump candidate takes away more from DeSantis than me. Yeah. Uh, would you mind running? I'll call up Pompeo and ask him to do the same, and we'll get the gang back together. Don't don't I, throw any punches at me, but, you know, play your part, and I'll, I'll make it for a while. I think so, too. She does feel like a little bit of a sap um, for, like, a stalking horse just yeah. for, for Trump, right? Um, but on this topic, I wonder what we think. I just saw this floated for the first time yesterday. What do we think of a, a DeSantis Trump ticket, right? Maybe this is a lover's quarrel and it's been floated that we see the ultimate beta position for, for DeSantis as VP. What do we what do we think? No, no. No, no, no. I mean, it would have to be Tomas is shaking his head for the viewers at home um, or the listeners at home. I, I, I just think it would have to be a thing where and I don't remember when the last time this happened, whether even this was the case. I was too young to know if this was the case with 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 Reagan and Bush, but just the understanding that, okay, I'm up next, I'm in the bullpen. And I remember that also being a conversation the first time I voted, the first time I was old enough to vote was for was was for Al Gore in uh, two thousand. and the um in the conversation being that, Oh, this guy Dick Cheney, he's terrible, but he's said he's never gonna run. So it's the opposite like this and and i had grown up in a world where it was like oh the vice president is the guy who's going to run for president next and that's been upended kind of right i mean even though we are currently having a president who was the vice president for his party's last president um so i don't know i mean it it, 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 no no it's not gonna happen y'all why why would trump doesn't like a guy that's gonna upstage him he wants mm -hmm. somebody that's gonna shut the fuck up and look you know and look pretty like mike pence that's it like you don't. You don't want no. And, and, and yeah, no. And you know. You know who Trump should pick. Who? Bated breath. Jan, Janet Nunez. Oh yeah, you've said this before. It would be that. It would Janet. be the most like cucked thing that he could possibly, possibly that would do. Be so alpha, dude. Just destroys DeSantis and then picks his <laughs> lieutenant governor. As is, as as the VP pick, and she's like you know a Latina woman from you know well he's gonna win Florida either way but yes yeah that's that's my hot take that's a masterpiece that, that is a masterpiece I, I'm I'm in love with that idea yeah I I agree with Tomas but I would also underline that the the at the national level the parties are trying to do a tug of war basically over white suburban women who make over a certain amount of income yeah. I don't know that Ron DeSantis helps you. 
with any of those people. But no. I think Jeanette, like you said, uh, yeah. Jeanette Nunez certainly right. could. And I usually I usually invoice for for this for these nuggets. So not trying to give you all any ideas, RPOF or uh, you know uh, MAGA campaign. Team but MAGA. Ryan, Ryan, you and I talked about this. The real, you know, like like you know, a, a nuclear VP pick for Trump, Byron Donalds, baby, like. If he takes Byron Donalds, it would be... Wait, you got to give guys... Guys, you, you have to give context of who Byron Donalds is in case like not everybody knows who that is. That's a pretty obscure... I know he had a little bit of national profile in the last couple of the weeks, House. but... He, he, yeah. he is yeah. a, he's a congressman from like Southwest Florida who, you know, is like part of like the MAGA world. He was like, I, I think one of the first... Uh, Cruci- crucially important to understand black, a black congressman yeah, who is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one, one of the first members that, that endorsed Trump, so he's definitely, like, cupping in the bandwagon and, like, you know, lining himself up for something. But, yeah, he is he is black. Um, he's powerful. Like, you know, he... he and they're, like, lining him up. They, 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 he was one of the people that were, were, like, lined up to become governor of Florida. Yeah. But, you know, again, I'm not trying to give ideas here. You know, David, we, we should consider ed- editing this out because it's, it's too powerful. But I I'm just going to send an invoice. I mean, like Don- Trump is great at not paying invoices. So fuck and it. And you know why yeah. Trump would also love this idea? Because it would mean that his first name is part of the trick- ticket. Trump Donald. Oh, Trump Donald. Oh, so if, if his brain. Would That's exactly like, the way his brain works too. Yeah, That's exactly the. Trump Donald. Look, it's like my name but backwards. It's the same. Thing. Yeah. He's just voting for me. It's basically just me they're voting for. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's too powerful of an idea. It is. <laughs> do do you guys think that Donald Trump knows who Byron Donald is? Like off the top of his head, like would he be like, oh yeah, the guy from Naples, from Naples, Florida, or whatever. Or is he- I, I'm sure he remembers from the speakership, right? Also, you know, was one of the people that Lauren Boebert and Matt Gatz were constantly like. I don't know, but do you remember when like uh, Diamond and Silk? Well, I forgot which one, but one of them died, and then like, Diamond died. Uh, I think Diamond yeah. died, right? Yeah, and, and then she was like on stage, like one of the sister was on stage with him. And he was like, "Yeah, I never met Diamond, you know." Yeah. And like, yeah. she, she was a wonderful yeah, lady. Like, You've met her so many times, bro. Like, you met her to the White There's House. There's photos. Like, you can go on Getty and see like a thousand photos of you meeting her, dude. So I don't know how that man's mind works, actually. To be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Um, <laughs> this ended up being a DeSantis episode, man. I think we're gonna have a lot of DeSantis episodes over the we course. We'd be remiss of... if we didn't talk about the teacher um, that Ryan was. Or the Ryan, tell us. Yeah, yeah. Jer's Jer, right. You you had mentioned before we started recording about a a little bit of a, a brewing scandal in your neck of the woods with your um uh, uh with your school school board, right? Yeah, I mean we're we're having a DeSantis episode I think in the state and I think you know the country is having a bit of a DeSantis episode as well although I don't think it will be picked up for a second season um yeah you know the so so just today this is like just hours old um we know that um Governor DeSantis has had a troubling uh very highly anti-democratic um habit of suspending constitutional officers, duly elected local uh, local officials, um, in many cases like Broward School Board members um, and with the state attorney in Hillsborough County, Andrew Warren, these are people that were not accused of any crime. 
and really not even accused of violating any sort of administrative rule. It was really over pretty much like a difference of opinion and defying like the say-so of the governor. And I think this might be the highest profile ver uh, edition of this yet. Just today, um, the Department of Education under um, Governor DeSantis, of course, we, we all know um, as South Florida uh, stands here, we, we all know uh, Manny Diaz, not that Manny Diaz, the other, other Manny Diaz. The other, other, other Manny Diaz. Yeah, there's quite a few if yeah, you pay attention to Miami. Re Republican yeah. uh, of a academia who has a vested interest in, in charter schools, former state senator, former uh, education appropriations chair, and now Governor DeSantis's um, education commissioner. And former creepy uh, assistant yeah. principal, apparently. So he has that in, com in common with... Uh, uh, this is like a well-known rumors down here, Ryan. I don't know if you know about that either, but um, Manny Diaz having some uh, allegations from his time working at uh, I, I think it was I think it was uh, uh, Aventura High School or 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 American American Senior High. I'm not sure. I have to fact check myself, but yeah, uh, absolutely shocked by that since he is such a high caliber individual. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. But yeah, but but he um, so he uh, today was uh, handed down another of these threatening letters uh, saying that he's investigating uh, the Leon County's independently elected supervisor of elections. Now, this is again against the backdrop of Richard Corcoran, now the president of my alma mater, New College, who was the last education commissioner under DeSantis, who is again also a right wing freak. Uh, notably, I like to, my parlor trick is reminding people that he was the chief of staff under Speaker Marco Rubio uh, back in the day. Um, you know, he is um, now. Um, threatened him uh with with basically being investigated he's under investigation uh rocky Hanna, the leon county supervisor of elections um i'm sorry but he, what i was going to say before was the uh, uh corcoran removed and basically single-handedly overtook jefferson county a small rural county in north florida basically mm -hmm. made it a charter county right and just put it under put put, put a private for-profit or charter organization under state control. It was a horribly, uh, it kind of reminded me of the state of Kansas austerity experiment. Horribly failed. Terrible. Horribly if you, if you guys want to read read about that, um, WLRN's um, Jessica Bakeman had a great series a couple years ago on what a disaster that was. But I'm sorry, go ahead, yes, Ryan. Please do. Please do check out her long form piece, Charter. Jessica is a, is a great friend of mine and a great, um, a great uh, Floridian. Um, and uh, so we've got another aggressive incursion into democratically elected uh, school administrators where today uh, the state of Florida has said they're investigating Leon County Supervisor of Elections, Rocky Hanna. Uh, Rocky Hanna has sparred at times with the state, uh, very understandably, um, as, you know, tens of thousands of employees are basically being, you know, spat on by the state government right across the street from where they live. Um, many of them are, are, are underpaid and underappreciated and jerked around and having their flags taken down and having their books hidden, all the other deprivations uh, that we've seen in, in Florida's public education. But here, basically, for the crime of saying, essentially, you do you, right, as it relates to, he basically says, hey, as long as you're in compliance with state law, as it relates to the practices in your own classroom, you do you. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of having the tiniest fig leaf of human like dignity and decency, decency. how dare he and assurances to his teachers that has raised the ire of the DeSantis administration and they have announced um, that he is under investigation and it looks like he might be the most uh, the most recent uh, constitutional officer that's duly elected by the people of Florida to be 
to be removed from office or certainly now threatened from removal uh, from office. That's wild. Yeah, that's, I mean, we've talked before in the past about how, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Ryan, the the way that like DeSantis approaches these things or like the larger, what's turning into like the DeSantis apparatus of all of these different walks of life, like pointing their, you know, um, grim death stare at different individuals. It's always like that. It's like, oh, if you, if you are like the taller blade of grass, even if it's just by a few centimeters, then you get the focus. It's not, none of these policies are meant to be like, widespread they're meant to focus on a person like rocky and be like okay that guy make sure there's a headline with his name on it tomorrow so that everybody knows and it really feels like it's it's that vindictive kind of like targeted chilling effect and we've we've mentioned this before on the show actually absolutely and it's interesting i think that you know people that are in the shadow of the capital like me i work literally across the street um you know there was kind of a chilling effect and we're all imagining president DeSantis and what that means and and him throwing his weight around. Now it's interesting. Um, just as that kind of spell is breaking and people are kind of saying, ah, uh, Donald Trump is going to handle him. It seems like now this is his newest, uh, his new bullet, his, his newest bullet in the chamber. I think that he's trying to, you know, reassert himself and say, um, uh, as he turns into a corn cob, I'm not a, (laughs) Right. Wait, Ryan, are you there? Did we lose you? Ryan, yeah, you, you, Ryan, okay, your cool. audio just got corn. Your audio cut, cut for just like a second. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your, no. your audio got corn cobbed for not, a moment. Yeah. I want to say for the record, I want to say for the record, I am not. Uh, <laughs> um, but, Ryan, we couldn't hear you. Can but you but yeah, no. <laughs> Can you say it louder? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's obviously a shame. It's obviously yeah. a shame. And, you know, as someone who works in local government and cares about local it's it's certainly um it's certainly something that is you know at once ridiculous and laughable but also scary yeah so what happens now like what what it, what will will this i don't know be adjudicated i mean like how, how's how are we gonna like how what, what will happen next with respect to that do we have to wait for desantis to play his hand and i assume that the governor will uh, handle the issue judiciously in the public interest as always <laughs> beautiful <laughs> You think you think Rocky will get? Re- By the way, what a great name, Rocky Hanna. But do you think he'll get uh, removed? Um, I, I think that he'll at least uh, get uh, detention. No, I'm kidding. Sorry to make light. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I think if history if history is any indication, you look at these Broward school board members who, again, basically just expressed a simple difference of opinion on policy as it relates to COVID and masking and that sort of thing. Um, if you look at Andrew Warren, who yeah. I think that's the cleanest issue. A federal judge said you have no basis to do this. There's mm-hmm. no law broken. There's no administrative rules broken. I think that if you look at the the nasty sort of bitter end, bridge to nowhere, just fighting for its own sake, uh, that you see DeSantis has engaged in now with Disney. Yeah. Um, who, I, I, by the way, I hear that there's likely to be a special session uh, to 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 get down even dirtier into into the mud with Disney. Yeah, I mean, I, I I certainly would not bet against him removing this, uh, you know, duly elected uh, supervisor, uh, superintendent rather of, of schools. Another special, you know, that like every time there's like a special session, it's like it costs money, it's like easily like twenty to thirty thousand dollars, easily. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't. You know, Tomas, he doesn't seem like he's having a good time doing this shit. Like, why do this? Like, why do like he has a good time existing? He looks yeah. so aggrieved and like angry and like at least with Trump, who again, 
I don't like, but like you look at him and there's a lot of times you're like, yeah, this guy's having fun. Like yeah. he was in like, he Some was like blocks. in Naples or, the, or no, he was like in Fort Myers the other day and he was like surrounded by sycophants and he was like eating this pepperoni pizza and he's like, I just took a bite of this pizza. Anybody want this slice? And you know, people were like trying to get the, you know, but with, with DeSantis, it's just like, God, dude, relax. Be comfortable in your, in your own skin a little bit. I, I still think that it should, should just like when they were sitting down and having their very first meeting of like, okay, we're going to be a couple of horrible goblins that make the world much worse. Who's going to be the face of it? It should have just been Casey. They should have just made it be Casey instead of him. And he should have yeah. been the guy in the background doing all the shit. I could I not agree more. I have an image in my head because the more removed he gets from Florida, the more weird he's going to seem to other people. Of, like, so be, yeah, him being in Japan and South Korea, like as himself, <laughs> and them explaining, like, you know, like a lot of like Pacific countries, like we wear masks even in non pandemic years as like a sign of respect. And he's like, what's a sign of respect? Is that where you make your students drink too much milk uh, and when you show up to their parties? And then they say, no. What time did you say your flight was at again? <laughs> How much longer <laughs> are you here? guy. Yeah. We, um, one thing that we, we definitely wanted to do before we, we uh, got off, I know Tomas had the good idea that we, we've been kind of behind the scenes debating and going back and forth over which of the trump nicknames for ron we like the most and i think we got to put it to bed at this point like what what, what which where do we fall where do we fall Tomas? i'll let you start because i think you feel the strongest about this <laughs> there's so many good ones i mean okay so it's not a, it's not a simple answer so you know there's a lot of hate <laughs> so many splendid thing <laughs> there's a lot of hate towards these sanctimonious but again ryan and i were just we're talking about this offline these sanctimonious was the opening shot you know what I mean? These sanctimonious in politics, in campaign world, you call it defining your opponent, right? Yeah. And he was defining his opponent as some like righteous, better than thou, like know it all little bitch, right? Like, so I think as an opening shot, these sanctimonious was great. I love how he like, you know, uh, abbreviates this to desanctus. To think this uh, is one of the funnier I love, ones. I love, I love Rob. Rob is so dismissive. Uh, <laughs> it's very love, Tim Apple. Tim Apple. So to me, it's between Tiny D or Meatball. But, you know, I would like to say Tiny D, but I always, like, when I when I do a tweet or I post, I always gravitate towards towards Meatball more. So I, I, Meatball is, like, just such a perfect image of him that, like, I will go yeah. Meatball. Jared, what do you think? I'm not a fan of – I don't feel like any of the names quite capture it. Like, yes, Ron the Sanctimonious. The reason I don't like – A, it's too long to type out, and that's why he has to – Gerald's the guy. Gerald's the goddamn guy in the brainstorm who's like, guys, right. I don't think we're there yet. I don't I'm think we're there. I'm sorry for answering questions in an honest fashion. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I'm not a fan of any of the names he's come up with for this, this cycle, this season. Uh Thus far. I feel like Wannabe Ron is the one that like he eventually has to land on just because like it it hits at the he has no juice. Like he has nothing. Has he it's used that one yet? Has he said that one? Not, no. That's okay. the thing I think is like in the eager oh, waiting that wait, like waiting. Ronabe. Like, yeah, he had Ronabe. Ronabe de Ronabe de Sanctimonious is pretty good. <laughs> Sanctimonious. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, where are you gonna go? I'm oh, sorry, Ryan, where are you gonna go with it? 
You know, meatball Ron is the gold standard. And I agree with Tomas that originally people thought that Trump had like jumped the shark with the sanctimonious, but I think actually like history has judged it more kindly. <laughs> Very re re yeah, like recent history. Um, and there's something that's just like supremely dismissive about Rob because it is it's simply so just calling him the wrong name. <laughs> yeah. That's just, I mean, come on. That's like, always it's making funny. Me it's making me smile right now to think of it, but uh, but for the purposes of this segment, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Deep State Ron. Oh yeah, Deep State Ron, an underrated. Deep State Ron. It underused. just makes him just the the pure other. It makes him. He's like it's like for he's like I've been draining this swamp before this guy was anything. You know, yeah. it's like he's just another little tempest. He's just another little NPC on my quest, and and so I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Deep State Ron. And it's also hilarious that it's coming from the guy that like hired John Bolton and like Elliot Abrams. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like literally a tool of the deep state. Yeah, yeah. it kind of, it kind of like, it kind of gestures towards Guantanamo, which yeah. is always like, yeah. it's like kind of like, it's kind of like Trump's left hook. So yeah. yeah. So look, we're at the top of the hour. Um, we uh, have had our guest for. Um, this entire episode been a good sport has uh let us talk to him well into the evening uh, he's ryan ray he's an aide to tallahassee commissioner jeremy madlow newly minted podcast host i'm so sorry my condolences uh he is heading <laughs> he is heading up uh the new show tropical depression you can find him on twitter uh unbought unbossed unverified at uh ryan ray underscore fla you can listen to tropical depression at tropical depression fl.com or on twitter at td underscore fla links are going to be in the show notes ryan thanks for joining us man thanks it was great hanging out with you guys